Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mike McDaniel, rookie head coach, letting his quarterback chuck one on third and 19 that Elam picks off. Like, that's to the Bills' benefit right there. That's just not a good decision by Mike McDaniel. Then later in the game, the Dolphins trying to drive for a potential game-winning touchdown or game-tying field goal, fourth and inches, the Dolphins take a delay a game, right? Another huge moment in the game where a rookie head coach like just didn't quite have it buttoned up. So that's all well and good. You know, that was it was a big play by Kyer Elam. Josh Allen made some big plays. The Bills got it done. But you play like that, you make these kind of mistakes against the Bengals, you're gonna get you're gonna be screwed. So much to get to this week on the pod as the Bills continue their playoff push. How should we feel about the team? after kind of a grinded-out win against a division opponent with their third-string quarterback. And, of course, we'll be getting into this big matchup against the Bengals and what is the marquee game on the NFL's divisional playoff slate. All of that coming up next, but first and foremost. It's the Bills Wire podcast. It's great to have you with us and welcome into the show. It's always great to be talking another playoff game. Ryan O'Leary here, joined as always by my friend Nick Wotan. Nick's the managing editor of USA Today's Bills Wire. And, Nick, how you feeling? After a Bills playoff victory, my man. Um, survive in advance, I guess, right, Brian? Yeah, <laughs> not great. The, not uh, great. Not feeling great. Yeah, uh, all things considered, uh, you know, I know in the playoffs, it's, uh, you know, just, you know, live to fight, fight another day. And the Bills did that. But, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely not as cut and dry as that. And uh, that's what we're going to, you know, get right into here. Yeah, you know, that's what Josh Allen was telling us after the game. It's like, hey, it doesn't doesn't matter how it looks. Uh, you just got to win these games. You you win it, you move on, and that's all that matters. And and he's probably right about that. You know, no NFL week is the same as the week prior, right? I mean, they change week to week to week. You never know what's going to happen. The Bills could come out and look like the best team in football against Cincinnati, and and all will be all will be well and good. But I can't blame Bills fans if they're feeling uh, a, a little nervous and frustrated after this game, Nick, because come on, they they were supposed to dominate this Dolphins team with their third string quarterback. They didn't. Uh, so like. Let's start here. Like, what level of concern should Bills fans have? None at all. Should they just say no? Josh Allen's right. They, they'll they could flip a switch against Cincinnati, and we shouldn't worry about you know the interceptions, the the ball being on the ground. Allen putting the ball on the ground three times. One obviously returned for a touchdown. I mean, the Bills going up seventeen nothing at home against a division opponent, starting their third string quarterback again, who is awful by the way. Right next, Skyler Thompson. <laughs> that guy stinks. Uh, Not great. You're up 17 nothing at home, and then all of a sudden, like a minute into the third quarter, you're down 24-20. It's like, what? H- how? So I can't blame Bills fans for being like frustrated and or worried entering this week's game against the Bills. Is that, uh, is that fair? Sh- sh- what level of concern should Bills fans have right now, Nick? Yeah, I mean, there should be certainly a level of concern. I think it's... You know, I, I it's always so funny in sports, and I bring it up whether it's football, whether it's soccer or whatever. Just like the the gut, you know, reaction, the instant reaction, the Monday morning quarterback. But I mean, for me, you know, I I, I hope I'm proved wrong here, but I I I just I 
I've been saying for a couple weeks here that I think Allen's turnover problems and just the Bills' turnover problems in general might be what sinks them in the playoffs. I, I, you know, wasn't, um, they weren't my favorite going into it um, in terms of making the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl. And I think that's just what we saw last week. And it's definitely a concern. Um, you know, you, you, it's really hard um, to, I guess, you know, you want to kind of make an excuse being that Allen's your quarterback and you're a Bills fan. But I mean, what excuse are you going to make for, you know, five potential, you know, Thankfully, they got one. They only gave away one of the fumbles. <laughs> Almost five turnovers by the quarterback, who was sacked also seven times. Um, and then the, the defense that gave up thirty-one points to Skylar Thompson. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. And um, again, you can flip it from week to week. Uh, maybe the Bills do get the better of the uh, Bengals um, in the uh, divisional round next week. That could certainly happen. We've seen the bills just kind of flip a switch and go in the playoffs. But uh, for me, yeah, there's just, these are some definitely concerning things. And um, again, is, is you kind of mentioned too before Ryan, that this isn't just either, you know, and as I alluded to, this has kind of been on my mind for a few weeks now that this team likes to give the ball away. Um, it kind of was overlooked a little bit, I think, because if you look at the turnover differential, the bills were, I, uh, I believe 15th in the NFL. And if my math serves me correctly, that's like average right in the middle of the league. Um, but that's just because they took the ball away a healthy amount as well. As we saw last week, they, they, they had a couple takeaways as well, which was great, but it's like, I don't know. That's not exactly the, um, you know, the, 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 what the kind of team I want to, you know, live and die with right there. It's uh, a lot of things got to be corrected and definitely some cause for concern. I mean, I got some diehard Bills fans and, you know, family members who are diehard Bills fans. I know there's going to be some sleepless nights for Bills fans this week going up against the Bengals and, and just how the team looks. It's because you just don't know what you're going to get, right? I mean, up 17 nothing at home against a team that you know it's a division opponent, third-string quarterback, all that, like 17 nothing. The Bills should have blown that team out. I mean, it was set up for them to blow them out. And instead, drops turnovers bad pass protection no run game to think like you're up 17 nothing shouldn't you like get the run game going nick right? like there's no run game blown coverages on like some long third downs i remember a third and 19 where tyree kill was just wide open for the first down it was like what what uh and then you know just poor tackling uh there was some poor tackling on defense there was poor tackling on special teams there's a long mm-hmm. punt return that mm-hmm. set up a, a big dolphin score late in the first half right so uh these things, have, we've been seeing this all season long, right? Just like situational football. The Bills struggling with that. Turnovers in their own end. Not being, you know, disciplined on a third and long. Not tackling the guy when you have him on like, a, you know, that fourth and eight play by the Dolphins. The, the Bills had him dead to rights. Couldn't make the tackle on Jeff Wilson Jr. He converts the first down. Like just little things like that. Just the Bills just have not been really tight. And we've been saying all season long, oh man, they got to coach it up. They got to figure it out. Uh, maybe yeah. that's just yeah, the team yeah. they are you know what i mean like that's what has me the most worried going up against now the real playoff star against like teams like cincinnati and the chiefs that's what worries yeah. me nick i feel like these these poor situation poor situational play is gonna is gonna bite the bills eventually it just has to yeah um to be honest i think who we should be thanking the most as a contingent of bills speakers right now is we should probably thank the likes of brandon staley and the los angeles chargers because if they didn't have the biggest choke job of the weekend, it would have, you know, there would have been a lot more national narrative on, okay, the Bills beat the Dolphins, but the Bills barely beat the Dolphins. We're not really hearing that too much because, you know, 
Um, of course, you know, I gave him the kiss of death and bet on the Chargers. But um, yeah, you know, I think if it wasn't for that happening on Wild Card Weekend, we've been uh, having a much bigger uh, narrative here nationally that, well, hang on, hey now, the Bills, you know, barely did this against the Dolphins. But, you know, thankfully the third biggest comeback in, you know, football, playoff football history uh, bailed the Bills out. Yeah. And, and I just, you know, I can't stop thinking about Spencer Brown pouncing on that on that football there was five minutes this play probably nobody's thinking about it but i can't get it out of my head nick like five minutes left bills up mm-hmm. by three uh the uh they're, they're just trying to run the clock out you know get some first downs and and allen is mm-hmm. strip sacked and the ball is just bouncing around at the 40 yard line and spencer brown just pounces on it no problem but like that could have been a disaster, right? It could have been a disaster, mm-hmm. and I just I, I like mean, it's a, yeah. the long balls on uh, you know whether this was Allen, whether this was Dorsey. You're trying to kill the clock. You throw two deep passes to Gabe Davis, run the ball once. You take about forty seconds off the clock. <laughs> it's like yeah. what situational like, what football? Doing? Situational football. So I'm worried yeah. about that, and also like although the Bills did win this game, and and like time and time again. The Bills will make mistakes in games that will leave us scratching our heads, Nick, but they're just insane talent. We'll bail them out like Josh Allen will hit Gabe Davis in the in the side of the end zone. He'll tap those toes full speed like that was a ridiculous play. And, you know, we saw that time and time again. There were some insane plays the Bills made throughout uh, Shakir, right? Had, a, had an amazing catch in a huge moment as well. <laughs> uh, but the game changed on Kyer Elam's INT in the third quarter, that interception. When really, I mean, the Bills were down 24-20 after that strip sack for a touchdown early in the third quarter. They had just punted it back to the Dolphins. Now, the defense got some negative plays. It was third and 19. Uh, And Mike McDaniel, the rookie head coach, lets Skylar Thompson, Nick, air one out down the sideline, right? He just lets them air it out on third and 19, up four, when all you just do something safe maybe and just punt. But instead, he lets Skylar Thompson Air one out now. Good for Kyer Elam making that interception. It was a big play, and it led to you know a big Allen conversion run on third and eight. That was the one where you know Tony Romo was trying to call it. I don't know if you remember on the broadcast, Tony Romo as okay. Allen is running the football five yards across the line of scrimmage. Romo's trying to call it. Oh, oh, oh Allen, you're the best team at third and medium in the football. You know he's calling it as Allen's running. It's like no, 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 you're too yeah. late, Tony. You should have called that before the snap. But yeah, Allen converts that run on third and eight. That leads to the Cole Beasley touchdown catch. The Bills never trail again, but it's like, man, I think the Bills, I don't want to say it's luck. They made big plays in this game, Nick, but like Mike McDaniel, rookie head coach, letting his quarterback chuck one on third and 19 that Elam picks off. Like that's to the Bills benefit right there. That's just not a good decision by Mike McDaniel. Then later in the game, the Dolphins trying to drive for a potential game winning touchdown or game tying field goal fourth and inches. The Dolphins take a delay a game, right? Another huge moment in the game where a rookie head coach like just didn't quite have it buttoned up. So that's all well and good. You know, that was it was a big play by Kyer Elam. Josh Allen made some big plays. The Bills got it done. But you play like that, you make these kind of mistakes against the Bengals, you're gonna get you're gonna be screwed. You're gonna be screwed. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um and if it's not the Bengals, it's gonna be the Chiefs. Um, you know, I think that they've gone under the radar a little bit, at least in the Buffalo sense of um competition in the AFC uh, Kansas City I'm talking because the Bills beat them before I think that they're I don't want to say overlooked you're not going to ever fully overlook a team like that but uh, you know I, I wouldn't be as 
you know, as confident potentially as uh, some folks in Western New York are about uh, beating the Chiefs. Is it possible? Yeah, we've just seen it happen uh, this year. But yeah, as we've unpacked already, there are reasons for concern. And that's still a good team over there. And yes, the Bills are also still a good team. So I'm not, you know, fully saying jump off the bandwagon, forget about the Bills. They're not going to get it done. But, you know, things to iron out. Um, I kind of wrote two weeks ago, if you will, can you give yourself a clean slate going into the postseason, um, especially in terms of these turnovers? And now I'm writing kind of this week, like, oh, okay, can you give yourself another clean slate that you didn't give yourself last week yeah. um, after barely beating Miami? Like, maybe we should do that. Maybe that'll be the plan this week because, uh, you know, I think that'll be, you know, that'll be the, the key kind of for the Bills uh, this week is just kind of, you know, I, I'm not saying that they're going to, you know, you kind of see in uh, sports movies, um or whatever that it's just like a, a bad game happens or something. Usually you kind of think in terms of like your team loses 45 to nothing. Like don't even watch the film, just throw it out just onto the next one. Like maybe the bills should be doing that with this game. Yeah. You know, it's like, what do you do? It's like when, when Josh Allen and the bills were really worried about those turnovers mid season. Remember that after that uh, green Bay second half, that loss to the jets, the loss to the Vikings, like, that stretch, that lull, the Bills were really concerned with turnovers and it seemed like they were kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say they had Josh Allen in the straitjacket, but they, they they seemed to like really try not to turn it over, Nick, and it led to some really close but not impressive wins like the, the Browns game that was played in Detroit and then they beat the Lions on Thanksgiving barely, right? They had to come up, you know, pull that one out of their keisters late in the game a little bit. So, and then it just kind of loosened up again towards the end of the season where Allen started doing his thing a little bit more and being a little bit more risky with the ball here later in the season. So like, which one do you want? Do you want, do you want to try to tell Josh, Hey, be careful with the football? Or do you want to say, just go out there and chuck it around and do your thing? Uh, I I feel like it's kind of that thing. It's like that balancing act. And I, I don't know. The right call is probably just let Josh chuck it around and hope, and hope uh, you make more great plays uh, than bad ones. Right. I mean, at least we have this, like, playoff Gabe Davis that's a real thing right playoff Gabe we we were talking about that last week and he made you know we we mentioned it ridiculous touchdown catch which made it a two-score game and it was a huge play Uh, but really I mean early in the ball game Nick it was like a lot of Steph Diggs Steph Diggs Steph Diggs and then it became kind of Gabe Davis time like mid to late in that game Allen started going to Gabe Davis and uh, so having playoff Gabe back that's a good thing and again like the AFC is down, and you kind of mentioned this, Nick. The AFC is down to three teams now that can win the Super Bowl. You got the Chiefs, you got the Bengals, you got the Bills, and then you have Jacksonville, right? And you have Jacksonville on the outside. But those three teams can all yeah. win the Super Bowl, and that includes the Bills. And uh, seeing a guy like Gabe Davis going off here in the playoffs, good sign. Yeah, yeah, I know that's playoff Gabe. I mean, that's the question that we laid out at Bills Wire all week last week. Do you go, you had John Brown kicking that long touchdown pass, then week 18. Um, Dawson Knox now five straight games in a row with a touchdown. Do you turn to him a little bit more? Um, but but you always have to preface that at the end of every statement about Gabe Davis is the guy has balled out in the playoffs a lot. <laughs> um, you know they banked on him, I guess, to do it again. And uh, yeah, it's it's you know you 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 hopefully maybe can see him. I mean next year. I mean, it looks like it's going to be a situation where he's going to go in the final year of his rookie contract next year, and it's probably going to be like, well, you know, do we um, 
do we kind of just see how this plays out? You know, it could be a costly move by the Bills. Um, but, you know, it's, I mean, maybe if you're Gabe Davis, you do that too. If he puts together like a, a decent, decent, better, you know, regular season next year, along with more playoff success, I mean, the guy is going to cash in. Um, I don't know if the Bills are going to be able to pay that or if, they're, if they're, they'll, they'll want to. You know, we haven't really seen how this, you know, um, in terms of this organization front office with Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott, you know, we've seen, they don't really like to spend on the offensive line. You know, they, they value certain positions and you, you can tell which we haven't seen the number two wide receiver and how they're going to act there. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see, but yeah, so far so good with playoff game. I mean, you really love to see it too. Cause I mean, the guy was just on fire the last time we saw him in the playoffs and it just has rolled right over, especially after him, mean, you know, he had, he had a drop, I think, in week 18, too. So it's not like he was, like, warming up or anything. He just was like, all right, playoff time, let's do this. And uh, that, that's great to see. Um, you know, and as you said, you know, uh, I think, you know, Jacksonville is a little bit ahead of schedule, um, if you will. Uh, good for them. Good way uh, to put we'll it. We'll see. We'll see, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just think if there is, I'm not going to say the Bills are going to upset, you know, they're not the underdog or perennial underdog anymore by any sense of the word. But uh, if, if the Bills are going to win some games going forward here, uh, the name Gabe Davis is going to be a part of that for sure. Yeah, 100%. Once upon a time, we talked about the Bills being ahead of schedule a little bit uh, when they got to the AFC Championship game uh, the first time. Uh, but not anymore. Not anymore. They de- they're definitely a team that can win the Super Bowl this year. If they could just play their best game <laughs> and put it all together, which they've done, you know, in spurts this season, they haven't done it for four quarters. Maybe they can do it against the Bengals. They are five point favorites at home um, as we kind of start to talk about this one here, Nick. And, uh, you know, before we really talk about the spread and all that, I mean, five points is a lot against Joe Burrow and the Bengals, a Bengals team that has not lost in uh, I don't know how long it's been. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since the Bengals have, have lost a ball game a couple months, I think. Uh, and you know, another thing that's got to worry you a little bit as a bills fan here is that the Bengals probably come in here with a, not, not so much a chip on their shoulder, but a boulder on their shoulder. Right. I mean, we discussed it last week, bills chiefs. If that happens in the AFC title game, that would be played at a neutral site, but bills Bengals that's being played obviously at Highmark stadium on Sunday. It's not Buffalo's fault. Uh, but the Bengals did get host, right? I mean, they, they just, I, I definitely feel that. I think we both felt that way when we talked about it last week, Nick, right? The, the Bengals did everything right uh, during and after the DeMar Hamlin situation kind of played out on the field, right? First class, I thought, from Zach Taylor to Joe Burrow to the entire organization. They they just did everything right. Uh, and then they kind of got host in this because yeah. there, there's no question this game could have been played at a neutral site if they just or or I don't like the coin flip idea, but even that would be better than just saying, no, 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 the Bills will host if you guys play because the Bengals were winning that ball game. We don't know how that game was going to play out in Cincinnati when it got canceled. Uh, and the Bengals easily could have finished tied with Buffalo with a tiebreaker. And they could have been the better seed here in hosting this ball game. So coin flip, neutral site. They could have tried a little bit harder, I think, Nick, to make this a little bit more fair and do the do Cincinnati a little bit better. Uh, I think if Cincinnati comes into Buffalo this week feeling like they got hosed and, and have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, I don't, I don't think I blame them. Yeah. Yeah. In the same sense, though, too, I will say not that I'm, you know, ever one to, um, you know, jump out and defend Bill's mafia and stuff like that. I like to call it how I see it or I don't like to be a homer or anything. But I think if things go according to the favorites of this upcoming week, I think the Bills will also then feel, you know, a little hosed by even just simply having to play a neutral 
that we also talked about it last week that the Bills they got a pretty nice hand here from the NFL getting that neutral site game because you know that could have easily you know just been given to the Chiefs and it wasn't. But as you're saying, Ryan, um, you know the Bengals have reason to be mad, and and I think that the Bills are going to probably maybe feel the same way next week because they technically were the number one seed before. Yes. You know, they t- so it's like it's not like I'm sure Bills Mafia now is. is Basically, what I'm saying it, you know, as they're listening to us, going, "Hey, hey, hey, we're we got the short end of the stick too." It's like we got the short end of the stick here in Bills Mafia, but you know, you know, what do they call themselves? Bengals? John? I don't even know. Houday Nation? It's like Houdet. they copy the Saints. Like they're probably feeling <laughs> yeah. they just got the shorter stick. We both got short sticks, but they got the shorter one. Yeah, whatever the Saints say, like Houdat Saints, that it's like the the Cincinnati Bengals came up with Day and thought that yeah. that was okay. <laughs> like we're just gonna copy yeah, the Saints. Yeah, thing. it always confi- <laughs> I didn't even really know that it, that was a thing until I covered a game in Cincinnati Bills and uh, Bengals, obviously, a couple years back. Um, I actually like Cincinnati too, like the way they got their like um, I don't know if you've ever been there, Ryan. They have like I have. I all have their stadiums yep. kind of in that little area there. Very cool um, with the baseball stadium yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that. Um, but yeah, but then like during the game, they or before the game, they kept doing the who day who day thing, and I'm like, what the hell? I thought I, I thought I was in Cincinnati, not New Orleans. Like, what is going on here? And I think especially at the time, like that was like Drew Brees, and like the Saints were going to the Super Bowl, so everyone knew like who dat. But like when they're going who day, I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, who are you ripping off here? <laughs> Seriously, yeah. And uh, you know, Bengals fans listening, if you were first and and the Saints copied you, then you know, go ahead and let me know and yell at me on Twitter or something. That's fine. Yes, yes. Please uh, let me know as well because I, I don't know, you know. Somewhere, somewhere along the line between somewhere in middle America, between, you know, Southern Ohio and the Bayou um, decided that uh, we could just change a couple letters here. And it's cool. It's not cool. <laughs> yeah. Not in the Bills Warrior podcast. Now, I will say this. Uh, while I don't I mean, I think the Bills, it, it, it could have been a, it could have ended up a lot worse. Right. They, if they do play since uh, if they do play Kansas City, I'm sorry. Uh, they won't have to play at Arrowhead Stadium, which I think is is a benefit to them. Now, now you you tell me that there's not a lot of value in that number one seed. I mean, come on, the Chiefs had a bye, and they're going to play Jacksonville at home. <laughs> they're nine point favorites this weekend, so yeah, a lot of value for the Chiefs getting that number one seed. And you're right, Nick. They, I don't know if they earned it. Right? They kind of they kind of just got the number one seed because the Bills didn't have a chance to play out the string when they controlled their own destiny. All of that is 100 percent correct. But like. When we talked about the potential neutral site game with the Chiefs last week, Nick, we didn't know the venue yet. Atlanta, oh, that's a that's a gut punch, man. Atlanta, like a dome. Interesting. That's not Interesting, like. Yeah. I mean, yeah. every you look at all the teams in the AFC playoffs, only one team plays in a dome, and that's the Chargers. All of them are outdoor mm-hmm. teams. Like this game should be played outdoors somewhere. That is like that was annoying to me. Atlanta in a dome. Like if it's Chiefs Bills, that sucks. Like that's not that's not. How, I mean, now the Bills are pretty good in a dome, so that might help them out. But yeah, uh, that game should be played outdoors in the elements, like like most AFC football games are. Right? That's I don't know. Uh, when I heard that was the place that they're they're going to play, if if you know if it's a neutral site, that annoyed me. What do you think? Yeah, I mean it's interesting. Um, you know, if it was outdoor, there's like, what are the chances that it would have the same elements that give the Bills their home field advantage, right? Like if they're playing this a game outdoor at Hard Rock Stadium in South Beach, like there ain't going to be any snow giving the Bills the home field advantage no, that they're used no. to playing outdoors. Screw you know? playing in Miami. It's, uh, very. Sorry. 
Yeah, I was going to say, screw playing in Miami, by the way. Yeah, wanna, yeah, no, not Miami, but, uh, you know, different elements there at a different time of the year uh, in terms of the heat and, and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I totally get that sentiment. I'm kind of fine with it that they're playing in Atlanta um, because, and, and you know this too, Ryan, that um, just for those out there, you know, it's not just like, hey, which venue would be like the best, um, you know. Again, they looked at Indianapolis, and Indianapolis is like, no, we got stuff going on here this weekend. We can't. There's going to be all these hotels in the area are taken. We don't have, like, you know, there's apparently, you know, there were 30,000 people going to Indianapolis that weekend for, like, a volleyball tournament or something, some massive national volleyball tournament. Like, there's no hotels. Like, you can't, like, where's where's Bill's Mafia going to get not all of Bill's Mafia has a camper that they, you know, tailgate with. They need a hotel room. Um, they can't, you know, they, they had to make it logistically work. And I guess if Atlanta was it, Atlanta was it. I will say, um, I, I think um, um, that Atlanta, it's, it's like, what do they call the airport there? Um, it's like the, the largest or the busiest or, or what have you. Um, I think that that's a really good flight, though. I think that worked out in terms of the flight for, for Bill's Mafia because, um, you know, I think you're you're probably gonna have to um, maybe get a layover in like New York or something, but I think it could be a lot worse, right? Like, like you you could you could be stuck uh, not going. Actually, maybe New York would have been the best for them because it's a quick forty five minute flight. Yeah. But uh, I think travel wise, it's decent for Bill's Mafia. It's not like too bad. It's such a big airport. There's gonna be so many flights that like go there. You'll figure out a way to get there, and yeah, but. I do understand the sentiment of like, you know, can't we get this in like Cleveland or something like that'll play into the Bills weather plans, right? Yeah, yeah, it would feel just like at home, right? I mean, wherever it is, it should be outdoors and there's got to be a lot of Labatt Blue, right? I mean, for Bills Mafia, for, for the fans coming in. Yeah. I mean, we got to make sure we have all that going on. Is Atlanta the place? I don't I don't know. So, but we don't yeah, want to get ahead one of our <laughs> other uh, publications here at uh, USA Today, uh, Gannett. I wrote a uh, piece that was like a, it was, I just pulled it up here. It's a, a beer for every team's fan base in the NFL playoffs. Just playoff. Googling go through, this and, and reading it. Go on. I I uh, I go I go through the some of them were were pretty basic like the Giants. I go for a Brooklyn Brewery uh, Lager. It's a good beer. I've had it before. Um, I actually had a friend um, shout out Molly who's uh, from Baltimore, and I asked her for for who I should uh, who I should pick for the Ravens. She oh Natty Bo. This you know personal beer to to Baltimore people uh Vikings they had a skullberry it's, it was called and I'm like I don't Jeez. even like fruity beers but like skullberry sounds cool for the bills I just put Labatt <laughs> like, <"This is> <laughs> like, if you're from Buffalo you're 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 reading this and like you're not even sucking they're like yeah yeah it's like I know that you're reading this and I know that like I just and I had had to make a comment too that I was like hey if 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 Josh Allen goes out there and is just saying like What's up? We're we're drinking some Labatt Blues tonight. Like you really don't have another choice. So <laughs> Bills and Labatt Blue, right? Match made in heaven. I mean, I went to a a, a Bills. You know, you remember that my highly publicized trip to yes. uh, Buffalo for the game last year against the Colts, which ended Beautiful up being weather day, yeah, yeah horrible weather and a horrible game for the Bills. Uh, but I get there, my brother in law sets up. You know, the whole tailgate thing. We get to the we get to the parking lot, and all he has is a, a bunch of beers. He doesn't have any food. I'm like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> You're just going to drink. Okay. That's yeah. all you do here. You just drink. Yeah, that's how you, you stay don't warm. Eat. No fire yeah. needed. Just you, get drunk. You don't eat. Uh, <laughs> indoor, so. indoor, uh, in body, uh, warm. Seriously. So in Blue. <laughs> it's like, it's Bill's football, even Chiefs football. It's outdoors. It should not be played in Atlanta. That's weird. Um, so I'm not going to like that if it happens. Hopefully the Chiefs lose. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> but we don't want to get ahead of ourselves with the AFC championship game because this is a, a, a tough one. The Bills have. 
<laughs> Nick, again, I don't, I don't feel great about this ball game. Uh, I'm a little worried about it. Uh, the, the Bengals are good. And uh, I'm not sure I love the Bills at five points. <laughs> five points seems like a lot of, that's a lot, that's a lot of cheese, uh, even at home against, again, a Bengals team that has not lost in a long time, a, a Bengals team that uh, is dangerous. I know you, you're a little bit worried about their offense, right? And the, the Bengals were humming in the limited time we saw them play the Bills earlier this year. You got Ch- uh, Jamar Chase, you got T. Higgins, you got Boyd, you you just got Joe Burrow. Like, they're, they, they ball out on offense and they're tough to stop. And yep. uh, the Bills, you know, obviously not at 100% in the secondary. And that's, you know, I mean, I, I think Marlowe played pretty well against the Dolphins. He made some plays, but uh, the Bills just aren't 100% in the secondary. And it's it's a little... It's a little shaky going up against a team as good as the Bengals with Joe Burrow. How do you feel about the Bills' defense, especially against the Bengals, Nick? Because I thought the Bills' defense, while they did come out with a couple of turnovers against the Dolphins to kind of sway that ball game, I didn't think it was their best. I don't think it was their best outing. I thought there were situations where they didn't tackle well. There were situations where they gave up some some just ugly third down conversions. And I know not all thirty one points is on them because Josh fumbled and gave up a fumble six there, but. I thought they gave up a little bit too much to Skylar Thompson and the Dolphins. So uh, they're going to have to play a hell of a lot better against Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah, no, totally agree. Uh, I think what the talking point, what the storyline, I'll give you guys a a quick giveaway here. But you still got to promise me you're going to go to Bill's Boy and read storylines to watch next week, this upcoming week, which is uh, just one of my game previews of like, well, if you – what is the media going to talk about this week and what are the players going to be asked about? Well, one of them for me that you got to watch, you know, injuries are always part of it usually, but for the Bengals, uh, we talk about the offensive line injuries, uh, Jonah Williams, the, the tackle, you got Alex Kappa, the right guard. If those guys can't go, they're week to week right now. If those guys can't go. Uh, it really should help the bills defense. And it really pains you to not have Von Miller in such a situation with a banged up offensive line yes. going against Von Miller. I mean, that would be just beautiful in such a game like this. But because of that, if we don't get that big game out of Shaq, Shaq Lawson or uh, Greg Rousseau, um, yeah, it's going to be a testy day for the Bills defense, um, especially that secondary. You know, Taron Johnson is a solid piece out of the slot, but you still you still got Jamar Chase, who's so good. You know, you, Trey might be on him plenty, but um, that's still you still got T. Higgins. You still even got Hayden Hurst at, at, at tight end. I mean, he's a he's a decent piece. Um, maybe one of the only pieces that made sense that I drafted in fantasy football this year, to be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. But that banged up offensive line of theirs, I think that's might be the only way that the Bills are gonna, um, you know, their best defense of the Bengals might come from the trenches. And if it isn't, um, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, I I really liked, and I told you too when when. Dean Marlowe got that trade from the Falcons to the Bills. And, uh, you know, we were talking about Naheem Hines. I remember I sat on the podcast, Ryan. I was like, I like this Dean Marlowe one more because he knows the system. He's pretty dang good. Yep. Um, played. He was the number three for a couple years behind Poyer and uh, Hyde. Hyde's not going to play this week. So it's going to be Marlowe again with DeMar Hamlin's situation. Um, but, yeah, I just think that that the, the precision pieces that, um, that the, the Bengals have, and that passing attack are going to be really hard for the Bills to handle. And then, Ryan, we just I just gave you an, a winded answer there. You mentioned yours. We haven't even talked about Joe Mixon yet. He's a pretty dang good running back, too. He's not bad. He's not bad. I, I think the Bengals, 
the run game, if they want to run it, Nick, let them run. <laughs> run it all day long. You want to get the ball to Joe Mixon. I think that's a win for the for the Bills, honestly. Go ahead and hand it off to Joe Mixon. If he wants to do one of those five touchdown game things again, like let him try to do it. Right. Well, who did he do that against? He did that against someone earlier this year. I forget who it was. Joe Mixon. Yeah, hey, I remember the game I know yeah. you're talking about, but yes. yeah, he went off in some game uh, earlier this year. That's fine. If they want to hit it off to Mixon, that's fine because uh, you mentioned like, okay, so if it's Trey White versus Jamar Chase, that's a pretty good matchup. Trey will win his fair share. So will Chase, right? They'll go back and forth a little bit. Uh, T. Higgins is big. He's like 6'4". Uh, and then Tyler Boyd's pretty big too. He's 6'2", right? I mean, the Bills are just, there's going to be some tough matchups here. Uh, and like, how healthy is Dane Jackson? Uh, how much is Kyrie Elam going to yeah. have to play? You know what I mean? Like all this comes into play. All this makes me a little bit worried. And I'm just not sure right now as we're as we're talking uh, that the Bills are five points better than the Bengals. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just that spread feels aggressive to me as much as I love the Bills in that m- matchup with the Dolphins. And uh, all my money went to the sports books because, uh, you know, as we talked about on the podcast last week, Nick, I was ready to hammer the Bills at ten and a half. And then uh, I was teasing them. Uh, I teased them down to six and a half with a couple other bets. I was just hammering the Bills. I thought they were they were going to win that game in a blowout. Um, double digits, easy, and it didn't happen. And that doesn't mean they're not going to, you know, cover the spread against the Bengals or anything. But I think the Bengals at plus five coming into Buffalo with a chip on their shoulder, and again, they haven't lost in months. And there's good matchups for them, especially offense versus defense, and they got a good pass rush. And the Bills did; they did not protect Allen at all. Uh, at least, the, I mean, they gave up seven sacks against the Dolphins. So the offensive line has been shaky all year. Are the Bills five points better than the Bengals? Like, I, I know Bills fans aren't going to love hearing this part of the segment, Nick, but I think, I think I'm taking the points. I, I think I'd like to take the Beng, uh, the Bengals there at that number. Uh, it, it seems like a lot of points to be giving Joe Burrow and a hot Bengals team, even in Buffalo. Yeah, a lot of it for me depends on these injuries, as we touched on before. But yeah, I think that's a, that's a good amount of points to be given a team like the Bengals, who hasn't uh, hasn't lost in seemingly forever. Um, I, I think at a, at a point in time. Um, you know, the only team with a longer winning streak than than the, the Bills was the Bengals. They won their first game of their streak a week before, so they were up one one game in the streak uh, contest between the two. And the Bengals are still just rolling it. And um, yeah, I think that five and a half is uh, unfortunately. I, I don't want to upset people, uh, but uh, yeah, I think that that's that's where I'm looking as well. Um, uh, what's the uh, what's the total at right now, Ryan? All right, the total is at forty-eight and a half. Hmm, that's a little over. That's a little, uh, little, little heavy. So yeah, I'm thinking five and a half for sure. Um, that that's a that's a pretty nice amount, you know. And uh, I know uh, off the off the record, we spoke about um, how much we love teasing uh, games uh, between us. So uh, something about a something about a touchdown given almost to the Bengals if if that keeps going in that direction and it goes up to six and a half or or something like that. I mean, that is uh that's quite a number to be given a such a talented team. Uh not that I think it should be a coin flip or anything like that or 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 what have you, but uh yeah, that's that's looking pretty good to me, Ryan. Yeah, I thought the spread would be closer to three. I, I was surprised when I pulled it up um and it was five, but uh, you know, it's an interesting way, like the the total forty eight and a half uh, you know, I'm looking at the weather report like it's going to be in the in the 20s, 30s, 20s, maybe some snow flurries, but like no crazy weather. I don't think in Buffalo uh, 48 and a half. I think a good way to bet the total is maybe bet it live. If, if people are, you know, like us, Nick, and like losing money on their phones and betting on their phones, uh, you know, legally. 
If the Bengals, Love it. if it's similar to the way the the last game started, where the Bengals score first, maybe go ahead early, seven nothing, ten three, something like that. The the Bills tend to pick up their pace a little bit on offense. They they tend to play a little bit faster when they're behind. You know what I mean? Uh, they don't really. They're not going to like be looking to like establish the run or anything. They're going to be looking to like make that deficit up and chuck it around. Uh, the, the Bills play fast when they're behind. So I could see the total going over 48 and a half, especially if the Bills uh, or I'm sorry, the Bengals go up ahead early. So if the Bengals are scoring first or, or kind of if it's the first quarter plays out like the last game did, I think over 48 and a half is a bet. I would maybe look to look, maybe look to bet live uh, if that happens. Yeah. Uh, I would like that. But I, also, I always yeah. love doing that, uh, Ryan, because it's like, uh, you know, you get like a punt or like a field goal on that opening drive and it just drops like three points, four points. Yep. It's like, really? Okay. Like, that yeah. makes it a little bit more interesting. <laughs> you take, you give me, you're offering me the bills and bangles at like 43 and a half. Give me that. Yes, yeah, please. And, and no, even if these two guys, you know, even if they kind of feel each other out early and it's like slow scoring to start, like these two teams could start scoring points in a hurry in the second half. So, uh, yeah, I think the over is definitely one I would look at, uh, you know, I think we like we we talked about betting the over last week too, uh, and that was an easy one. Uh, that was an easy over, the, but that's because the Dolphins scored way too many points. But it was an easy over. Uh, but yeah, in this game, I think you know I was playing around with teasers a little bit. I've never been a big teaser guy, Nick, but I was playing with that, and I had this teaser which I thought was just it was a three team teaser which I thought was just a shoe in. It was it was Bills teased down to minus six and a half. It was uh, the Giants teased up to nine and a half point dogs, and then Cincinnati teased to one and a half point favorites. And the one leg I felt the most confident in was the Bills at minus six and a half. I thought there was no way the Dolphins would hang within a touchdown of them, and they were the only one that lost. <laughs> they they yeah. they're the ones that lost me my bet. The Giants took care of business, and so did the Bengals. So, uh, but I think in this game, if I was going to do another teaser, maybe like tease tease do another six pointer like. Bengals teased up to plus 11 and then maybe tease that with like Kansas City bring that spread down to like two and a half or three I kind of like a teaser like that's probably how I would bet this game I can't imagine a lot of Bills fans are out there saying yeah the Bills are going to win this one by a touchdown no problem I'm going to back the Bills at minus five I mean maybe you do maybe but you're just a little bit more confident than me I think I think it's gonna be a really close game Bills could easily win it uh, but really close game five points way too much so i'm either on bengals plus five on the over 48 and a half or maybe teasing the bengals uh with, with something else on the weekend to try to have some fun with multiple games and do the parlay teaser route nick that's kind of how i'm approaching this one i think yeah yeah it, it, it's that five and a half number when when i'm betting a favorite i don't mind five and a half but when it's either dog i'm kind of like oh can we get a little closer to that full touchdown yep, there yeah um because you know just a wuss like that with my bets. Regardless, it's going to lose, Nick. So just, you know, <laughs> seriously, just do it. seriously. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think if, if we're, you know, if we're, if we're picking something straight up again um, in terms of the spread and, and over under a start right now, uh, early in the week, uh, I would, I would give, give some extra points to a team like the Bengals. And um, again, that doesn't mean the Bills are out, uh, they're going to lose, but it's uh yeah i mean that's a talented team two talented teams are going to get after it so uh between the two if you can give one of them a couple extra points why not yeah i can't wait for this ball game it's going to be a really good one probably the best one of the weekend by far uh bengals bills we're both kind of liking the bengals which means the bills will probably win going away nick that's a good that's a good sign for the bills if we both like the bengals <laughs> um given our track record of picking the games yeah yeah book uh, your tickets. yeah for sure 
Uh, but for Nick Wotan, I'm Ryan O'Leary. Thanks for joining us on the pod this week. We're always excited to be talking playoff football. Hopefully we have more to come. Make sure you're checking out Bill's Wire, of course. And Nick and I will be back next week to break down Bill's Bengals. Looking forward to it. We'll catch you then. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.